1: Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Today, we are going to go entirely meta because we've had Celeste Headley on this podcast before who has written a great book called Herd Mentality. And today, we've got uh, Tim Wahlberg. Now, he's a podcast coach. He's the host of Just the Tip Podcast. And uh, so you guys can all check him out at podcastperformancecoach.com. Now, this guy is a podcast host, extraordinaire teacher, coach, everything, including he's been on the radio for a really long time. It's really neat because technically what Tim does with his company is a lot of what we do here at Top Advisor Marketing. And I'm so excited to find out more about what he does. So both of us have a philosophy and we're talking right before we started recording. It doesn't really matter if you did business with Tim or if you did business with us, just get your voice out in the marketplace. And we're going to dive a little bit more deeply into that. So Tim, welcome to the show.
0: Great to be here, Matt. Thanks for inviting me on. This is going to be fun.
1: Well, I found you on LinkedIn. Uh, I have been doing a lot of searching to try to find other podcast hosts and podcast coaches that I can get in touch with because I want to find out a little bit more about who they are, what they do and what makes them unique and different. So tell me a little bit about your history. How did you become this performance coach for podcasters?
0: I think it was a lot of yelling, really a lot of yelling (laughs) that started with me yelling at the radio, like 25 years in an industry in radio, and you become sort of a critique. You're always on. And as a, as a broadcaster, as a producer, you're always on You're you're watching TV. My wife has been in television too. I'm in radio. We watch media. We watch TV. We're a, That guy shouldn't have said. Why is she saying that? Boy, this is the wrong lead. They they buried the you know all this stuff, and we're constantly doing this. So we're critiquing, and you know we have to also step back and go. You know, that's okay. Maybe maybe they don't know this yet. Mm-hmm. And so that was sort of my philosophy when it came to podcasts. I started listening to podcasts, you know, a decade ago. It started becoming really hot. And, you know, I found myself with the same sort of attitude, screaming at the speakers, yelling mm-hmm. at the radio, yelling at my pod, my earbuds now. And so, and my wife said to me, you know what, you have such a great history in radio and you, you, you used to teach broadcasting in, in Vancouver, Canada. So this is where I'm from. But I have to say, uh, she said, "Why don't you help some podcasters? You know, you you know that they could be better. Some of them just don't know how they can be better." So I said, "You know, that's a that is a really great idea." And I could hear where they were sort of stumbling, and I heard that their execution of certain things weren't as good as it could have been. You know, maybe there is a, a role for me online where I can help podcasters, and so that's sort of how it all started. And I've been podcasting since uh, 2015 with other people. I started other people's podcasts and other companies' podcasts, and I thought, you know, I, I should be doing this myself. I, I'm, I'm still a little bit in radio. I still dabble in radio, but uh, I'm, I'm my, my passion for podcasting is growing just as much as it is for radio, which will never leave, and that's exciting. And that's how I find myself here as a podcast coach.
1: Well. Let's talk about the difference. I don't think we've ever had this conversation on this podcast. What is the difference between, in your mind, from radio to podcasting? What What are the big glaring differences?
0: Uh, th- that's great because, you know, when at in radio, when we started in radio and we heard this serious radio come on, now it's satellite radio, now there's podcasting that's coming on, people in radio sort of got a little bit nervous and this competition was there then. Well, how are we going to stay relevant? How are people not going to tune into the big names of Sirius and uh, XF, XM when that started? And what are we going to do in radio? And it's funny because we started really thinking of what do we do best in radio? And it came back to being local. Mm. You really couldn't be more local. And if people wanted local in their own community, in their own sort of family and world, They can't get that with Sirius. You can't get that on big broadcasters that are going big. So it's sort of that narrow casting and that niche casting. And so that brings it to podcasting where, wow, talk about niches of podcasts. There are millions of so many niches. You'd never think to go that deep into a niche, yet it happens. But I have to say the biggest comparison would be having the focus on the listener, which for my sake, this is what I preach as a podcast coach. You have got to be listener centric. It is all about the listener when you podcast. And if it isn't, especially when it ties to your business, Matt, uh, it's one of the most important things. You're building a relationship. You're building trust, your authority. It all comes back to building your brand and how you can better serve your listener. So listener-centric podcasting, what I'm all about. So everything in the world of radio had to do with your listener. You think of a a market, uh, whether you're in New York, you know, Philly, L.A., there are so many radio stations, but they're all niched. Mm -hmm. You know, they're broadcasting, but they're niching to uh, CHR, contemporary hit radio, or classic rock, or talk. You know, every format has its own niche. And everything that is on that radio station – is targeted to that niche, the commercials they play, the music they use to lead into the shows, the sounders that they have for splitters and that sort of thing, the language they use, all the, uh, you know, all the products that get served, the partnerships that they have, everything is concentrated towards that listener and in that niche. So that's the tie in. And if you can sort of constantly think
1: serving your listener you're going to get better success with your podcast. I absolutely love that. We talk a lot about making sure that you have that hyper-focused podcast uh, in in all of your marketing, not just not just from podcasting because people like to know that you're being talked to, or they're being talked to directly, right? They want to know that you know them and have a shared experience. That's that's super freaking powerful. Now, let's talk about who you help, because you know we are squarely uh, set in, in, in people who provide advice for a living, especially financial services professionals. Who do you help with your business?
0: Yes. So I, I think we're in the same boat here, Matt. Uh, coaches, consultants, people mm-hmm. in business who want to use podcasting as a marketing tool. So uh, it's, it's pretty basic, it's simple that way. For podcasters who want to be the next Joe Rogan, I need about four million people per episode listening, and then I'll start to sell ads and make $100,000 a year. No, no, I don't I don't. I, I don't, I don't think I can help you, <laughs> yeah. I really don't. I don't know if you can, Matt, if you've Heck, got a recipe no. for that, I'd love no. to hear it.
1: No, I, not only do I not, but that really leads me into another question, which is, you know, one of the biggest objections or concerns that we have with business owners getting into podcasting is ROI. So, talk to me about how you help uh, your clients understand the true benefits of podcasting.
0: Well, there is a lot of effort, time, and energy put into podcasting. Uh, when you start to measure what you get in return, you you have to look at the right KPIs, and I think that's where the value of your podcast uh, comes back at you. So, you you can serve your listener that podcast of yours can serve your business and it can serve you. But if you're not looking at the right metrics, you're not going to see where the value is. And obviously you have to be delivering consistently, talking to your listener, delivering great content and getting great value or giving great value. But in return for that ROI, I think you have to be looking at the right places. Because if you consistently look at your download numbers and you see you're only getting, well, you know, minimal download numbers, you're going to put your hands in the air mm-hmm. and give up and think, well, this is pointless. I'm not getting anything back. But maybe you are getting a couple of emails. Maybe you are getting a little outreach in your Facebook groups that you're engaging with more and more of your listeners. Some podcasters don't need thousands and thousands of listeners. They need hundreds, maybe dozens. Mm-hmm. And there is enough to facilitate some ROI on your investment, whether they're buying products or services. If you're a coach providing services, maybe you're going to get a few clients back. So I think ROI is all in perspective, but don't negate the time effort. And and It is a long game, Matt. I know you know this as well. Podcasting is a long game. So I think having real perspective and don't get caught up in the numbers will help you put
1: some more perspective on your ROI. Well, Tim, the funny thing is, you know, working with financial advisors, they're so all about numbers, dude. And, you know, uh, a lot of their marketing efforts have a very clear and distinct ROI. But what they don't understand is it is, and I love that you said that, that it is a long game, right? This is, this is, we believe that this is a magnificent way for uh, great client communication, increase referability and increase your centers of influence, keeping you top of mind with their existing clients now. Okay. When somebody says that they're a coach, right? That's a rather broad brushstroke. Let's talk about what you do exactly. So break down who you are, your ideal client, and then what you can do for them.
0: My ideal client believes they have a message to offer. They may or may not have started a podcast already, or they're thinking about starting a podcast and they know they, they can offer something different than maybe their competition, or there's just this yearning inside them where I got to get my word out. Maybe this will help my, uh, my, my practice. So uh, I have a program called Concept to Casting. And this is pretty thorough because I think a lot of people think of, oh, you know what, I'm going to start a podcast. Well, wow, there's this great little thing I heard of. People are talking about anchor. I'm just going to pop on anchor and I can get one uh, going here in the next five minutes, talking on my phone and I'll get the word out. Well, great. Now you're a podcaster. Five minutes later, you're a podcaster. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. However, (laughs) however, uh, you and I both know this without a plan Mm -hmm. in place, there is no success. You will not succeed without the proper plan in place. So uh, I help, Uh, My clients start with the why. I think we always have to start with the why. Why are you podcasting? Let's set some goals. Create a podcast with purpose. Real intent behind why you're starting your podcast. And what is your offer? Like, What are you offering them? We find out who you're talking to. We really dig down into that niche, we dig down into that avatar, we find out your positioning as well in the marketplace. So how do you compare to the others that are podcasting in that niche? And what does your show look like, feel like, sound like? Are you going to be happy with it? Does it serve you as well? Like it's got to serve you as well, and you got to be happy with it. We talk about the brand, how does it align with your website and your business? Because the show has to feel like your business too it should feel like your website if i'm listening you know to uh top advisor marketing and i and i click on your website i instantly feel the connection i know i'm in the exact right place i see pictures of you guys and i i know i'm in the right place so this feels cohesive so that's really important too then you start recording and you're rehearsing and i've got radio background that helps people with interviews format how do you bring guests on Talk to them. What are the takeaways and really make sure you're delivering value? Uh, we get into the marketing. Then we actually get into the soft launch. And it's not like, you know, people think we got to launch your podcast this is this big party, huge, oh. it's going to be massive. And boom, we've got thousands and thousands of listeners. It doesn't work that way. There are steps that you have to take, make sure everything's in alignment from your equipment, your setup to when you actually get. Launch through a host provider, and then you're on to the Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and make sure everything happens the way it should. Then you throw a little bit of a party, and then that marketing machine has to continue going. And do you have a content calendar in place? Mm. There's a lot of elements. You can't just start a podcast and then, okay, I'm good to go. Put my feet up and just press play or
1: press record every uh, week. You know what I mean? I t- I totally know what you mean. Why is that one of the reasons why you think people? Start podcasting and then stop because there are some crazy statistics out there about how people generally, you know, will do 24, 30 podcasts and then they kind of peter out because there's only 30 mid, I think it's like 37, 38% of podcasts on iTunes have over 30 episodes. Why Why is that, dude? I,
0: I think you're right. I, I think they do peter out. They They didn't have a plan going in and they've lost that love and feeling. And they're not getting anything out of it anymore because they didn't have that plan. They didn't have the long-term plan. I mean, you can't, uh, before we sit down or even get close to the launch process, I ask my clients to come up with 50, that's five zero, come up with 50 topics, like 50 episode ideas that you think you can pull out of your, you know what, and Mm -hmm. make sure that you can riff on for a good half an hour. And if you can come up with 50, well, if you come up with 50, that's about a year. So now I know that you're committed to at least 50. So now you've got a year under your belt. Now you can actually get some traction and see some traction and see what the benefits are to podcasting if you're doing it right. But it's not just about the ideas. You need all the other things in place. But I think you're right. It's it's shocking what Apple Podcasts has become. And this is this graveyard mm-hmm. of dead podcasts. Mm-hmm.
1: Now let's talk about frequency. So so the 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 three things that we pay attention to is frequency and duration, right? So as as from our perspective at Top Advisor Marketing, what do you think uh, from a business perspective is the appropriate frequency to record podcasts and distribute them?
0: I like once a week. Personally, I only uh broadcast every second week. My mm-hmm. my 5 minute, it's a very short podcast. It's five to 10 minutes long. It's called Just the Tip. I give you one actionable tip that you can apply to your podcast every couple of weeks. It's not too much. It's consumable. It's short. So for me and my clients, I think that works for me. But yes, you also have to find out who you're talking to. And it might vary, but I I feel that for consistency's sake, every week is great. Uh, There is no magic time People are going, it's got to be half an hour. Nope, 40 minutes, bang on. And then you actually start to look at some numbers and statistics and saying, well, you know what? The average podcast or the average most listened to podcast is veering from 50 minutes to an hour and 10. Well, okay, sure. You know what skews that numbers? Joe Rogan's three and a half hour podcast with the numbers that he gets. So that number gets skewed longer that way. So uh, again, I really don't believe, and there's so many people doing podcasts now. I don't think there are any rules anymore, Matt. Mm -hmm. I really don't. Whatever works, whatever gets traction, then don't be afraid to change it up. You can evolve your show Mm -hmm. as it goes on. You're going to learn more. The more you engage with your audience, asking them questions, find out what they want you to talk more about, finding out what works for them. I I love the fact the consistency of, for people who are in the commuter world, who know that, oh yeah, you know what, Matt, podcast comes out every thursday morning i'm boom there i'm that's where it is i tune into it on my commute and i'm good that way so whatever day of the week it is it it should try to set that appointment radio as we like to call it and Mm -hmm. it's what we used to do in in radio when you can set an appointment to someone who's in your mind and you know it's their day that's going to build a real loyal audience
1: you know the other one that really throws off the uh the time frame is a hardcore history What's that? A Hardcore History is a three-hour, super deep dive into something in history. And the guy is crazy brilliant. He's like 18 PhDs or something. Uh, But it's interesting. Is that Malcolm Malcolm Gladwell? No. uh, Gosh, you know what? I I don't have his name. um, Oh. I would have to get on my phone and, and that breaks one of my rules of being at a gotcha. podcast. Uh, but, they, but, but know, you know, look, look it up. It's fun because you're right, though. I mean, Joe Rogan with how many people that he listens at is really skewed. So that was cool because, one, it's really about consistency. So if your podcast is blank amount of time, try to keep it within the blank amount of time. Um, always, I love to keep the listener in mind because that's – just absolutely fantastic. Now let's talk a little bit about what kind of what you want to be when you grow up. Right. I mean, so you've been in radio for a long time. Now you're this, this, the, the, the podcast coach, you have these courses. What, what's kind of next? What are your goals professionally? Well, I don't think I'm
0: done serving the podcasters. I really don't. Um, I am happiest behind the mic I still do radio shows locally in my in my uh, market. Uh, I love having conversations. It's all talk format. I've been in talk radio for most of the radio career, and uh, it's these conversations. And wherever I can come up with a medium to be able to jump Mm -hmm. on a mic, have some fun, share some laughs, and some insight, uh, I I think I'll be happy. So I think serving podcasters and you know because. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a a purpose. So if I can help them share theirs, then that makes me happy. Yeah.
1: Man, I absolutely my my business partner laughs at me all the time because I'll get off a podcast and I'm like, I just had so much fun. I just got to talk to somebody super smart and they brought all these things. And he's like, dude, you're really nerdy about this. I'm like, you're damn right I am. I am happier being behind the mic now. I am really happy be being behind the mic when I'm hosting. How is it for you when you're on the other side of the mic, when you're the guest, do you feel a big difference? It is nerve wracking. (laughs) I I, I'm settled in now, Yeah. but I tell you, I was like, Oh, I'm going to get on
0: the show. here. what's he going (laughs) to ask me? I'm so nervous here. And I was nervous. Like, you know, but there is something to be said about those butterflies in your gut, in Mm -hmm. your stomach. I know that they feel the same. I pulled drag people into the studio at, at work and, and, and they're going, I've never been in here. Like, oh, look at this microphone. It's very intimidating. At least I'm in my own, you know, sort of a little office here, which yeah. makes me feel a little more comfortable. But yeah. uh, I have to say, you know, it's, it, it puts you on edge. It raises your energy. I always stand up when yeah. I, when I record, uh, whether I'm at the radio station or I'm here, uh, I feel there's that extra nervous energy, but I can become more animated. I'm using my hands a lot more. I'm dancing around, but I'm still aware of where the mic is, but, uh, this is exciting. I, I love being, I don't know, maybe I should be on more. I think this is really fun now.
1: <laughs> I think you should be on more. I, and I think that, you know, there are some great people out there, uh, especially on LinkedIn who are looking for people like you, uh, in order to be on their podcasts, talking about the power of podcasting. Uh, you know, it might seem weird to do that, but, uh, I've been on probably six or seven podcasts in the last few months, that that are are very specifically me being on there talking about how podcasting is such a powerful communication technique and and things like that. So you and I should probably chat about that a little bit offline. Now, <laughs> I want to know. I, I love this question because it 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 I think shines a real light on on who you are as a person. But when you're not podcasting, when you're not doing this, and you're not on the radio, what do you do for fun, dude?
0: Uh, I really love. Uh, golfing. Oh. I actually, as a Canadian, I curl a lot, if you can imagine. Uh, we had a gang of guys that curl. Some of them were out of the radio station, but we curl. This is typical Canadiana, right? I mean, Canada, wow. you have no idea I figured that out. But I mean, uh, we actually have turned our curling club into a Wednesday dudes night. And so, uh, it has given me, and I think the guys, who there's four of us who participate, a new perspective on everything, hmm. you know, four guys hanging out every week. We talk about what went on in our lives, what's been going on uh, with the relationships, with sports, with, you know, we're all getting up there. We're starting to feel our knees and backs. And, and like, what are you doing? I'm in the middle of Reynolds. Oh, do you need help with that? Well, maybe we should go over to Paul's place, you know, help <laughs> him out with the Reynolds. You're ripping up some floor. Well, let's do that. So mm-hmm. this is sort of left a, 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 actually, it's given me a new perspective on, on fun. On camaraderie on I don't want to call it you know a midlife crisis but that's not it at all uh, but it's just a new perspective on things and and how to create a little bit more of a balanced life. I'm trying to play the guitar a little bit more oh, yeah I have an accordion that is under the stairs that has been there for years Matt and eventually I'm going to pull that out I'm getting closer and closer to digging that out and actually getting back on the accordion which is crazy
1: man. You know, this is going to sound like a very bizarre statement, but I freaking love the accordion. I don't know what what I do. I absolutely do. Part of it is because I love Mexican music so much. Mm -hmm. And uh, every time we go to a restaurant, uh, my family happens to be very, very big into into Mexican food. And uh, we're always dancing. Right. It's just something about that that that. I, I don't know what it is, uh, but I do have a curling question for you. Um, there are actually positions in curling. Do you guys kind of mix those up, or are you the sweeper, or what are you?
0: I'm the skip. Usually, uh, my third, it's the, yeah, you have the lead, you have your second, your third, and your skip. So your skip is the one at the end of the ice oh. holding the broom, making the calls, uh, using the strategies that they think you're going to get the most points out of that particular end. But yeah, I, I usually am the quarterback of, of, but we mix it up a little bit of, of our team. So, but I love it. it, it I, I, I didn't do it until I, I did it in high school, like 20, 30 years ago. And then this guy asked me, yeah, I think you're going to try that again, which is
1: absolutely yeah. on fire for it. I love it. Well, just so you know, I live in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and we have one of the top curling teams in the United States. They practice here. What? Really? What's the name? of? Do you remember the name of it? I don't, but it's at Wings Stadium. So if you just look up Wings Stadium Curling, you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay, let's talk about advice there, man. Uh, You know, you've you've been around and I'm sure you've had a lot of magnificent people in your life. What is the best advice you've ever received?
0: Uh, This is I'd actually have to say and it sounds really weird. I'll say the words and the words are get your eyeball down there it sounds weird but this is something my dad said to me often we were building basements we were doing uh projects in the garage and you know my dad was always you know guys me and my brother you know get involved here pick up a hammer let's do this we're going to put build put this wall up we're going to work on electrical this weekend and and you know when we got stuck when we couldn't finish a job my dad would say well what's what's the problem oh, i don't know i am, okay, this won't go did you get your eyeball down there? He'd say, hmm. it's like, what? We, we used to joke about it for years and years later. Well, I'll just get your eyeball down there. Everything had to do with getting your eyeball down there. But what getting your eyeball down there actually means is getting close, getting a different perspective, what's actually going on, poke around in there and sort of dig deeper hmm. and find out what the cause is or what the problem is. And then you have a better approach to fixing it. Hmm. So I sort of taken that advice and it allows me to look at things from a different perspective. And it kind of gets you, as much as you think you're always told to kind of step back and get a, 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 a bigger picture, you're actually getting down the, into the details and, and finding out the little, little things that are going wrong and tweaking those a little bit. And then you kind of step back and go, hey, this is where it's at. So uh, I love getting your eyeball down there.
1: It's it's kind of a joke in the family. I've never heard that phrase before. I don't think anybody yeah, has. No. <laughs> now. I also love the question of asking my guests about uh, the thing that they give away the most, right? I've had some really interesting answers to this. Sometimes they're quotes, sometimes they're saying, sometimes they're books, their TED talks, um, you know, their videos, their whatever. Uh what is the one thing that you see or do often when when somebody says, you know, you know, hey Tim, you know, what is one thing that I should know?
0: For podcasters I feel the one absolute is never stop thinking about your listener to the point where when at a radio station, we created a avatar. This is, quote, Jennifer. We did, I did a talk format uh, for women's talk radio, and we created the picture of Jennifer. So Jennifer's picture was up. We knew that she was married. She had a couple of kids, what she loved to do on the weekends. She was a soccer man. Uh, she loved her nights out with the girls. We knew what cars she drove. We knew what job she, what salary she. We knew everything about her. And once we knew exactly who we were talking to, we had a picture of her up there. Hmm. And then every question we asked every guest, every piece of music we played, every sort of partnership that we had, we asked ourselves, is Jennifer going to care about this? This is a mindset that when do you start podcasting over and over again? And you literally, you can grab a picture of any person off, off the internet, just print their picture and post it up behind your microphone. And you start thinking about that person all the time. You start thinking about, are they going to care about what my next topic is? What my episode, are they going to care about this? And it really, really makes so much easier your podcast Mm -hmm. because the questions you ask the guests you bring on the topics you talk about all of these things just become crystal clear because if jennifer doesn't care about it well then i don't care about it right
1: yeah we call that mick my ideal client and uh we've got a picture of of mick in one of the presentations that we do because that's exactly what we're talking about and and once, once again you know uh I shouldn't say great minds think alike, because that would mean that I think that my mind is great, but yours is freaking awesome. How's that? And uh, I'm so glad that you you talked about that, because especially from a marketing perspective, Tim, if you don't know who you're marketing to, then you're never going to get to them. Well, that's not true. You'll happenstance get to them. Right. It's not targeted. It's not focused. And I love that you put the picture up there. Um, that's exactly what our audience needs to do. They need to be able to, when we ask them what their ideal client is, they can't say anybody who's retiring over the age of 65. They have to say, well, you know, it's Jim and Judy. They've been married for 40 years. He was a teacher. She was an executive. They have a boat and you get as granular as you can, not just demographic, but psychographic stuff. Because then when you are marketing, you have that in your mind's eye. And that is freaking brilliant. Now, To wrap up today's podcast, I always want to thank you very much. This has been freaking awesome. I'm so happy uh, that we were able to get you on the podcast. I'm so happy that you are uh, like us who just want to help as many people podcast as possible and stick with it, which is even better. But what is something that people can look out for you? I mean, uh, people are going to listen to this and be like, I really like that Tim guy. Uh, How should they contact you? Uh, What sort of things do you offer? Uh, This is your time to, to shine just a little bit here, brother. Well,
0: I am always happy to talk to podcasters or wanna-be podcasters because the more I talk to, the more sense I get of the industry, where people are going, what people's thoughts are about it. But and I love the fact that you know, you guys and me, we are all we were doing the same thing, and our goal is to make podcasting better for everyone, for the for the podcasters and for the you know the the listeners as well. Uh, but I I love to help. Podcasters, and the easiest way for people to get a hold of me is podcastperformancecoach.com. If you're starting or thinking about starting a five-minute call, it's sort of a fifty. I make that not. You know what? I'm going to triple that just for you, Matt. It's not five <laughs> minutes. It's fifteen wow, minutes. It's always fantastic. a fifteen-minute call, <laughs> which always turns into about like sometimes I have an hour or forty-five minutes yeah. because we just get chatting. You know how it is, right? You just yeah. start. Talking about podcasting, what are your goals are? What do you want to do? Why do you want to get into podcasting, man? Uh, and then we actually talk through some of their ideas, and we come up with something. But 15 minutes is usually a, a, a great way to get some ideas flowing. Uh, the ultimate package that I offer is the concept to casting package, which takes you from your actual idea all the way through to content. Um, podcasting and beyond with a plan in place. That's the easiest way to gain success is going in with a plan. And I know you guys at, uh, top advisor, you guys are doing the same thing. So I love that too. But uh, if you want to be in touch with me, podcastperformancecoach.com,
1: easiest way to reach out. And Tim, we will make sure that we have, uh, links to your website, uh, on, and, and to your podcast, the, just the Tipicot podcast in our show notes. So thanks brother for being on the show today. Appreciate it, Matt. Thanks. Anytime. Please make sure you check out the show notes and go to podcastperformancecoach.com to get that free 15-minute call. You know, it doesn't matter who you podcast with. If you have something to say, if you have something to do, if you truly want to get your thought leadership out there, find somebody to partner with. If, If listening to Tim and his energy and his background and his magnificent amount of experience appeals to you, get a phone call right? A phone call never hurt anybody. Uh, so please make sure you check out podcastperformancecoach.com and also listen to just the tip podcast. And again, we'll make sure that we have those in the show notes. If you have any podcast ideas, please make sure that you reach out to us here at Top Advisor Marketing. My email is matt at M and the m is for marketing.com. In fact, I just got a message on LinkedIn right before this podcast uh, from a, a longtime listener. So man, thank you so much for uh, sharing that. Uh, we will make sure that uh, we take your advice. And uh, that was actually David. So David, thank you very much for uh, chiming in and saying, hey, brother, we'd really like for you to, uh, he wants us to interview one of our existing clients. Now, how we haven't thought of that, I have no idea. But uh, David, thank you very much for, for doing that. Uh, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. And if you know somebody who should start their own podcast and thinks that uh, Tim would be the person to help you, please make sure you share this podcast with him. It's super easy to do that by clicking the share button below. And if you haven't given us a review, yet on Tuesday. That will help super much, but for everybody at the podcast performance coach, including Tim Wahlberg, this is Matt Haller, And for everybody at Top Advisor Marketing, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon.
0: Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the contact us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information.